welcome back to the Not Give Me Some Truth studio for another episode of Forwards Backwards podcast. As always, I'm joined by the pan to my demic, Dan Fallon. Dan, how have you been keeping your podcasting skills sharp in your Corona teen? In my Corona teen? Um, I've been talking to myself a lot, all the time, constantly. Uh, out loud or, or just muttering under your breath? Out loud. Mostly out loud. Uh, fantastic. We're also very lucky to be joined by Cowboy Neil at the Wheel Hlavati, uh, who joins us from his underground bunker on the east side, where for fans of the pod, you will know that he is dressed yet again like Steve Zizou. So we're, <laughs> we're really thankful to have that. And he put on a shirt for all of our benefits on this uh, Corona teen Zoom uh, podcast that we're doing and he uh, kept his video off while putting on the shirt so that was very nice of him uh, nothing well, but appropriate to the crowd <laughs> and then uh we are joined by a guest who uh you know normally dan i feel like i lift you up you you see all the books that i've read you you aspire to my higher example uh our next guest i feel he and, and Neil bring each other down. It's the exact opposite <laughs> of our relationship. Uh, so we are joined by the captain himself, Connor El Capitan, Turbo, El Capitan Connor Turbo to- Tobin, or Turbo, as he's known, uh, like the fish here on the pod. Welcome, Mr. Tobin. Have, have, have the, has the transfer paperwork gone through, and are you joining us on a permanent deal? Did you make a deal? I haven't seen any personal terms yet. Well, you know that I leave that to Dan. He's the business guy. Courier service. Courier service is, is letting you down. Courier service is, is uh, temporarily halted in our current environment. So uh, the paperwork cannot change hands. You, you know what you need to do is set up a pneumatic tube. Like <laughs> I went to the pharmacy today and did everything through pneumatic tubes. That's that's the way of the future, Dan. Listen, I keep going to the cup on the wall waiting to hear something. <laughs> yeah. I like that it took I, I like that it took a global pandemic to finally get Turbo on the podcast. This is the first well, time. We, it is well, the, we did have the pod off, which was never true. released it, it because was Dan. It was recorded, and then the uh, the partying afterwards apparently damaged the uh, the card that it was recorded on. And that's good because I think Dan would have been canceled after, after that <laughs> event. So, so it, probably for the better. The basement tapes have never been found. Never been found. We're, we're not releasing the basement tapes. I'm just happy that, that you and, and Turbo are coming to us from two different locations, Neil, to be quite honest. I'm he's taking still social not, distancing quite serious. Well, that he's not just permanently ensconced on your couch. No, he's found his own flat. He's moved in. He's got a new couch. He's in big boy mode. This is a similar thing. Like every like year or two, one of us moves into the other person's apartment. But this has been going for a good eight years now. So <laughs> this is just part of the same ebb and flow. It's so um, relief. Whenever you need a little relief, just call the guy. There's a couch. You're good to go. You're good to go. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, Neil, what have you been doing? Now that you don't have trainings to operate every day, uh, you know, the team announced uh, a signing. So 
the, the general plan of the podcast here is to talk a little bit about uh, ask a what's been going on <laughs> in Corona. What have you been doing, Neil? Neil, Neil, what is it you say you do here exactly? Well, I am currently and still the assistant coach of Ford Madison FC. You heard it here first, everyone. You heard it here first. Since, Breaking news. Since we aren't currently on the field where we all want to be, um, I'm doing my best to operate my role via email, via Soccer Pulse app, via text messaging, and via um, waking up a little later. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just a wee bit? Uh, what yeah. is the Soccer Pulse app? Uh, it's what we have our players use every day to, uh, check their, basically their current health status, uh, soreness, energy, how they slept, um, if they're fatigued. So we're always alerted before training, um, on how their, their performance is going to be. So we can go to a guy before training and say, we see we didn't sleep well. Uh, do we need to pull you out of training early? Um, now it's, it's even more beneficial to say, okay, it doesn't look like so-and-so slept well. He's fatigued and he's sore for what reason I wouldn't know because the workouts we're currently doing shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> but then we, it alerts us. Maybe they have some symptoms. We might, our trainers on that. So just to keep in check with us. What if, what if the answer is they are having night terrors? Um, then we go to our local guru of sleep <laughs> within the locker room, um, probably Carl Schneider. And we have them sit down with Carl to have a convo about their sleep. I hope this is done via this is done via Zoom. I hope. Uh, yeah, of course, Zoom, FaceTime, <laughs> WhatsApp, video, Facebook, video, Skype. Are you facing the fact that Carl's the sleep guru off the fact that he walks in 30 seconds before he's got to be there every day? So you're assuming he slept up until the last possible second? You know, the reasonings for it, and we're not going to get into, you can have your reasons, and that may quite be very true. HIPAA, um, HIPAA re- restricts some of the data you can share about Carl Snyder's <laughs> sleep habits, correct? We can't talk about his night terrors on this show. I just feel like Carl always gets a good night's rest, so he's a good guy to come talk to about sleep. <laughs> Does it? Does this Soccer Pulse app judge blood alcohol levels? No, that's the good old eye and smell test. Okay. <laughs> just see just, how they're kind of just, moving within the warm up, and then they come by you, and maybe they're in the half zip, and they're sweating five minutes into five v two. You know, something's probably going on. But if their performance is good, it's fine. Keith, data now, analysis what? data analysis has uh, has its limits. You need an eye and smell test as well. Yeah, we kind of go old school. And yeah, I'd say as a staff, we have some pretty good eyes. But I think some dudes probably sneak by every once in a while. Developed uh, from years of experience, I would, I would guess. Why are you pointing across the screen there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he may have been indicating El Capitan. May have Listen, through. El Capitan's in early, taking the hot bath, so it's never an issue. I do um, want to confirm El Capitan is drinking a ginger beer. I won't confirm what everybody else is drinking. Yeah. Um, what are you drinking, Dan? What is that cocktail? I have a uh, state line Negroni. Delicious. That's a bit fancy uh, for these times. Oh, got to help my boys out over at state line. John's a good man. Great you business. Uh, they are not delivering, but you can pick up. Do you deliver? Do I deliver? I do not. 
This is all Dan, assumption. Dan has not left his house in like weeks. You understand this? Like I saw this Dan, coming. Dan literally was the first guy on Corona team. That is true. Mind that. We need more guys like Dan in the nation, in the country, in the world. This thing. I, Keith kept trying to like book people for podcasts, and I'd be like, "Guy, there are not going to be any soccer games for a very long time. Like, there is no rush." And he's like, "Oh, the almighty dollar will win out. The almighty dollar always wins out." I was like, "There are not going to be soccer games for a long time." I am still shocked. I'm still shocked. Well, that, but that brings me to that brings me to my first question for both of you guys, kind of sure. getting serious for a little bit, like rolling back a little bit. How did this all kind of start to? roll out for you guys where all of a sudden it went from being something like, Oh yeah, this is happening to, Oh, we got to start making some decisions about what's, you know, how we're going to train or whatever. And then from the league making the decision that, you know, they were going to pause things for a while. Uh, I'll, con- I'll let Connor take this one first. Cause well, I mean, I'm the assistant coach, but Connor's an uh, interesting role of being a player and also in the union. So I think he has an interesting take on it as well. Well, and that's something else I want to get into too, Connor. So feel free to weave that in. I was curious with your role as the union rep and. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with more of my experiences on the union side of it. Um, that kind of predated, I guess, some of the stuff that was happening as far as the team. Uh, came, days are blending together. Um, we got contacted uh, by the athletic for a story. They wanted a comment from the USLPA. So I was interfacing with the league kind of, Hey, where did things stand? And at that point it really wasn't anything moving. And that was a couple hours before the NBA came down with their <laughs> next morning was obviously hadn't sent that to a reporter yet. So I doubled back and that whole day it kind of hit the, hit the fan with a, at a union level. So that was kind of like went from zero to a hundred real quick there. And I figured that Ford wasn't too far uh, removed from that. And lo and behold it by the end of the next day, everything was kind of coming down the line on this end too. So uh, Neil could probably give more of an example of what was happening inside of Ford. I was too busy on the phone. And just to give everyone an idea, I just looked it up. The NBA canceled all their games on March 11th. It's only been 12 days. Um, so I, and I, I can imagine for all of us, it feels like it's been a lot longer than that, but uh, it hasn't even been two weeks. So can I just say that this has been like social distancing, not having to deal with people. Basically, this is the high point of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so fucking happy. It's like, Oh, Keith, what did you do I, this weekend? I took a nap. What do I do every weekend? Nobody expected anything from me. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't even have to come up with excuses not to go places. I took a nap. I was really happy with that. Like this is, I'm, I'm just really, I, I, like I've been building my whole life for this. And for those of you who cannot nap, I feel bad for you because these are nap, nap times. The, when the, the going gets tough, the tough go napping. That's what I will say about all of this. All right, so Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Segue, Neil. Uh, so how did how did things start kind of uh, developing with the club? Yeah, it's uh, it's early on. Besides, probably the last two or three days when everyone is kind of expected things to come to a halt. Um, after the NBA kind of went through their thing, um, Daryl would have meetings. At, pretty much every day um, with ownership, with, with, with Connor Kalona, with Vern on 
what the status is within our city, um, what the status is within our company and what the status is within our league. Um, and we kind of went through all three every day because um, all three are important. Um, and we, we would gather as a staff and communicate that to each other. And then we, we've had probably three to four meetings with the players um, about the same thing. So once we get the information, they go and, it, and it's gone from, Listen, you can train in small groups um, to you can't train at all to have them be at home to don't have them travel out of market at all. So every day it's kind of increased a little bit. And we've had plans to have them train in groups of five, to have them train in groups of two, to have them train individually on Greece. So we've had plans on plans on plans already, but now we can't do anything. So now it's in the stages of. We have uh, our new strength and conditioning coach, um, Doug Mueller from UW Health, sending the guys workouts to do every day from home. Obviously, you guys have seen some of the guys post those on social medias. Um, some guys like to work out with their shirts on, others with their shirts off, which is always interesting because we say when you're on social media, put a badge on your chest. So, see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, we're doing the best we can. Every day the information changes, but as of now, it's stay at home. Don't go outside. Stay fit. So the uh, some of the some of the workout videos that you're alluding to, um, I have a cu- I have a couple of questions. So some of the guys work <laughs> together. Uh, which some of the guys- Dan wants to know who's <laughs> taking their shirt off and who's putting their shirt on. I know whose shirts off. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a professional here, Keith. I'm keeping track of things. We're, we're, but some we're, of the guys we're, live, <laughs> some of the guys live together, correct? So they are able to train together and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the, you know, one of the uh, highlights of the pandemic uh, shut in has been watching Don Smart and his uh, cohort train in what appear- appears to be some sort of, um, some sort of mansion. They have a gigantic downstairs area with like boxes of televisions and whatnot. So I'm just curious where, like wh- what's going on there. Those guys are, those guys seem to be living, uh, Living the high life. Yeah, it's an underground lair. Um, <laughs> one floor beneath that is Batman, actually. And then pops up. But yeah, no, they live in nice places. Um, that's the, the basement of most of the apartments, which contains one bedroom and then uh, kind of a common space for all the guys. And it, yeah, I haven't been down there, but it looks pretty nice. Plenty of space. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask, though, related to that a little bit more seriously, um, one of the things <laughs> that, that was came serious? out of this, uh, no, but uh, I haven't been serious yet. So, but one of the things you know that we've been talking about is things like soccer pulse and and sure. doing this training from a distance. And one of the things that was emphasized uh, long, long ago in the Helican days when we could still gather in groups with the Chicago Fire Partnership was uh, sort of this sports science sharing. And so I was curious in in this kind of unexpected world that we found ourselves in um has has that been a resource at all and what what kind of things have been going back and forth yeah so the the staffs have de- definitely been in touch um all the way up from higher ups to say just what are you guys doing what is your league telling you because i feel like if mls is doing this we should probably be taking a certain path to a certain extent um, but then sports science wise, um, Daryl and Doug have definitely been in touch with their sports science people. Um, so we've connected on that front to just to know what they're doing. Um, it's, it's an interesting period because you want your players uh, to stay fit, uh, to keep eating right. But 
it, it's also hard to manage expectations when you're cooped up inside for so long and there's only so much you can do. So you don't want to drive them wild with trainings um, while you still want to give them a bit of a regimen. So you got to give them a little bit of freedom while also giving them the instruction to, okay, here, go do these things. But if you want to go on your own and juggle and do these things, it's great as well. But it's a, it's a, it's an interesting mental period that as a player, I don't, I can't imagine what they're going through. Connor, well, tell us what you're going through. <laughs> Listen, similar to Keith has been prepared his entire life for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working through this through my entire career. This to me, this is just an extended preseason. This just gives me a longer run up, which means slow and steady. I need to go crazy, don't need to do the workouts, but we don't need to be over the top here. Thanks for like a like a true veteran, yeah. you know. Yeah. And how do you uh, see your, how do you kind of how do you see your role as captain and kind of checking in with guys and making sure guys are doing okay? Yeah. Send a couple text messages, give a couple calls, sometimes schedule the little Zoom thing to chirp some guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, pretty much all you have to do is just get all the guys on the camera, you know, once a week, get Nizzy on there, 45 minutes, and everyone's like, ah, we're gonna get through this. So the, the club did announce a, a new signing uh, today via toilet paper reveal. Um, he has a name, which will allow you to fill in. He is known to us as the Nash, Nashville gas station goalkeeper. Um, but I, I was kind of curious for you, Connor, how, you know, under traditional circumstances, there are a lot of uh, preseason events and so on and so forth that go into kind of creating the bonding and so on. That's got to throw this off a, a little bit right so far so uh zoom calls apparently doing some of the bonding how are you you know kind of getting uh new new guys integrated into the team yeah i mean we've actually done a pretty good job preseason up until this point of integrating um new guys i think we're ahead of where we were last year um, but when I you think, were all new guys <laughs> yeah. yeah um no so i think now that we can transition spirit, it's, we have a group uh, message on WhatsApp. So again, another platform that tends to be a lot of banter thrown around. Um, I think it's just those sorts of things, even though we're in different places, some of us, um, those can be utilized to kind of keep the process moving forward. And Philippe was with you guys for some portion of preseason, right? So he's gotten to know the guys. and Yeah, I mean, and the guys... I mean, he's Austrian, so pretty much German. Like, this guy's just ready to go. He's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Austria's tourism motto. Austria. We're, we're pretty much Germany. <laughs> so, to go into it, uh, Neil, uh, Philippe Marchetta uh, was signed today or announced today has been with the club basically since you grabbed him from a gas station with uh outside of nashville with some uh you know uh sasha tort and uh nashville hot hot chicken um i and, gotta imagine hot chicken was part of the deal but uh what what can you tell us about him for those of us that haven't seen him play yet <laughs> yeah uh Everyone obviously knows our goalkeeping situation and where it was at when we picked him up on the side of the road. I don't know if it was a gas station. I wasn't in the in that vehicle that procured Philip. Um, but at that point, we had only had uh, one signed goalkeeper. 
So we're obviously looking to bring another in with the with the mindset of, of, of hopefully having one from Chicago. Um, but we wanted another quality goalkeeper to go along with Brandon. Um, and Philip came across our radar. Um, didn't, we didn't know a whole lot about him. We've watched a little video, um, but it was just at a point in preseason where we're like, let's toss him in and see what happens. Um, and his first game was Louisville, which we all know the scoreline of that, but uh, he came to the game and, and performed well. He was calm. That was the first thing I think we all noticed as a staff. He was, wasn't razzled by anything, and Louisville was rolling that day, um, but he played well. <laughs> and then he, he fit in with the guys well right away, and Connor can probably speak to that. Um, it, was, it was just really interesting because he shows up, he plays the game, and he's, in, and he's within the group. And you were on the road in preseason, and which doesn't happen all the time for lower league clubs. And he just fit right in right away. And that was that was a huge thing for us. He was a good goalkeeper, but he fit in with it within the group really well. And Connor probably can touch on more of that than I can. Yeah. As I said, it was seamless. <laughs> did did you say uh, you know, we go to the Essen house that's German, it's almost Austrian? Like what, what's going on? <laughs> give us give us some material here, Connor. <laughs> I told him SNL is almost like you're almost home. <laughs> done yeah, done. We're we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mistakenly refer to him as being from Australia repeatedly? Like, you know. Oh, funny enough, I played with I guess one of his best friends in a former club, so pretty easy. Um told him, hey, I told that guy when we were in North Carolina, I told him that was almost Germany and it kind of worked, so <laughs> we figured Madison's like a little bit better off, so dropped the same line and we're good to go. You're good to go. Um, so uh, prior to this, he's, uh, Neil played a little bit, uh, tried out with some MLS teams. Um, you know, you didn't apparently hold that a, his best friend had previously played with Connor against him, so that's a good sign. Um, anything else that that we should be looking at in in the goalkeeper spot? Uh, like you said, he came. He was with Seattle, so we were in correspondence with their goalkeeper coach, and he had great things to say about him. So it was at that point we just need to see it in person. Um, Philip Philip's very calm. Like I said, um, he's great with his feet. Um, although English isn't his first language, I think he communicates pretty well in the back and keeps the group organized. And that was something right away uh, in that Louisville game. It didn't matter that he'd known the group for 24 hours. He stepped in and he communicated. Um, and to take a, I don't want to say a leadership role, but to take a vocal role like that right away, just kind of shows the confidence a player has. Um, and we felt very comfortable with him from the start. Um, so from that point, it was, it was just seeing him a bit more in training and then, uh, coming into a deal with him. And in the end, he just wants to play soccer. And when you hear that out of a guy, um, especially at, at this level, uh, it goes a long way when he's just like, I just want to play soccer. That, that goes far. And uh, going back maybe, I guess, maybe about a week, why don't you guys give us a little bit of a rundown on Gustavo Fernandez. Um, sounds like a right back, but can kind of play in a few different positions. I'm interested in him because he's a, he's a Long Island boy. Um, so I know I, I know the club. So ch- chances are he's going to get a, a get banned from the league in the next three to four weeks. Is that what that you're telling true. me? That is true. Um, and, but he played for a historic club uh, in the New York area, BW Gachi. Right. Um, I mean, they've churned out players for years. So curious about how you guys found him and uh, tell us a little bit more about him. Yeah. Uh, Gustavo came across 
our board when we attended the Midwest Pro Combine. Daryl and I drove over just outside of Detroit for a day um, to see some games. And he was playing as a center back. He's someone we had five or six players on our list there. He's someone we talked to after. Um, then I reached out to him when we had our combine and asked him to come as one of the players we were really looking at to either sign or get an invitation to preseason. Um, he did well at that combine. Um, in both combines, we, as a staff, we agreed that we didn't see probably enough defending actions out of him. in um, 1v1 defending, aerial duels, just, just proper defending that you see in our league often. With the ball, we knew he was calm. He could play passes forward. Great range of passing. Um, liked his attitude. Didn't, didn't bitch a lot. Just got on with it. Um, so we brought him in with the group. I think he got on with the guys right away. He's obviously a younger guy, so he's bonded well. Uh, I think across the group, but especially with the younger players. And we've we made the, this, the call to say, listen, if you're going to make our squad, you got to play a couple positions. So we tried him as a right back, tried him as a six as a center back um, and he could, he can get the job done. And I think all three, and that adds some depth to our squad that I think we were definitely missing last year um, at all of those positions. So when you're talking about creating a 18 man travel roster or at home game day roster, it's, it makes it a lot easier when you're thinking about substitutions or starting roles to say, okay, this guy can play three roles. Um, and first, and other than that, the kid trains hard, and he's a good soccer player. And when you come across a guy like that, that just wants to play like Philip wants to get experience. It's, it's easy to make the decision to sign him and he proved it in preseason. So that's the, that's the biggest thing. Great. Uh, now for you, Connor, uh, your sort of role as captain in the, in the defense. I mean, you know, uh, Pato is back. Giro has played a little bit in the back line, but it's going to be pretty significant retooling in the, in the back line. Um, have you given much, thought to that as, as things go in are there things you know as kind of the the de, de facto leader of the defense that you've been thinking about going into things here this year and obviously you're developing partnerships with new players um i think we can be more cohesive as a group particularly you know in moments where we can step higher maybe hold a higher line but that takes trust um it takes time to build i think there's also last year um it took us a while from just defensive principles. You know, what areas are we trying to win the ball in? What situations are we trying to win it? We were a little bit rash, particularly in the beginning part of the year on some of the decision-making. Um, so I think kind of identifying where the level is at makes it easier to target, um, you know, what messages do we want to get across early? What, what really needs to be the foundation of that? And I think so far we're ahead of that. Um, we got to continue to work uh, again, having a little bit more trust to play higher. Um, but, you know, that, that's a process. And I think you've seen a progression throughout preseason where it's going the right way. And um, the good news is I think across the board, not just defenders, but the entire team, I think we have a lot more guys that are bought into what we're trying to do than even last year. So um, adding a guy like Gustavo, who's hungry to learn, um, you know, I will say I have my reservations given the fact that he went to Stony Brook. And that being kind of <laughs> bottom of the barrel of America East, and no, no, Gustavo's come in. He's done great. Um, great guy in the locker room. Really bought into learning, and I think that's probably the biggest change from last year to this year. Is almost across the board, you have a group of players that everyone's bought into the idea of, hey, I want to get better today. 
can, so, can we ask a little bit about about last year? Um, last year there was the famous, and I think you know Neil, you've identified this as a turning point, and we've talked about this uh, kind of off air. But uh, there was the famous game where Dan, you you made a determination about the the underlying tactical principles of the team, which is they needed to stop conceding goals, and that Correct. was the Lansing match away at Lansing. And I think one of the things that we saw was. Uh, there was a shift in in the defensive organization and defensive principles moved back to the fore. And it sounds like going into this year, that's been, you know, the ground zero has been focusing on those defensive principles. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, to an, to an extent. I mean, I would go a little bit further that one of the big things that changed after Lansing wasn't necessarily the back four, but it was the idea that everyone on the team – work to defend it's everyone's responsibility to make sure we keep the ball to the goal and the coaching staff's credit i think we came in in the first two weeks of preseason i know everyone's looking at results and all these games that was never their emphasis the emphasis was what is our structure defensively how are we getting behind the ball how are we moving as a group the other other stuff as long as we're progressing into that let's not look at the result then let's not look at the football piece as far as going forward we'll figure that out and i think because of that I feel really good about where the group's at. Obviously, we're dealing with the challenge right now, but um, you know, a, a team that buys into that defensive side of it, it's it's a lot easier to add the football on top of that. Well, and we saw last year, right, with you know one of the teams that made the championship, John Harks's uh, Greenville. They were behind the ball. They defended, you know, nine, ten guys plus the goalkeeper a lot of the time, and that really locked in. And they they added some goal scoring as the season went on, but early in the year, I mean, they won a lot of, of one nils, right? Listen, you don't need to overcomplicate in this league. Like if you look, and I know a lot of people try to rag on him, but if you look at Bob Lilly, who's at Pittsburgh now, I, mean, I think the guy's never missed playoffs in his coaching career. And he has a very simple formula. Get in there, you work hard defensively, I'm going to give you a structure defensively, you win the ball, play your football. And yeah. there's a reason that guy's won multiple championships and <coughs> always competitive. It's not complicated. If you don't know what to do, put the ball in the back of the net and we'll d- discuss your options later. Yeah, if you put the ball in the back of the net and you don't have it, run your balls off. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, these were the English coaches that I hated. Uh, and, you know, we discussed my dislike of English accents and coaching uh, because it was, yes, uh, do, do the, the... You can't the, to say that in German for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do the play a four, four, two, uh, run as much as you possibly can. We're going to run you until you puke and then get it wide, smack it into the mixer. And there it hopefully is. somebody will I put was it waiting in. for it. Hey, get we, it wide into the mixer. We got into the mixer. So now like that even is more, more of a thing. <laughs> uh, Neil, you okay. look to be confused by this talk of getting it into the mixer. <laughs> No, have you uh, heard of this? Great players that can put it in the mixer, but um, Bob Lilly's in a league of his own. <laughs> for good and for bad. Not for good, mostly in my eyes. Yeah, I've never played under him, so I don't have the opinion that Connor has via playing under him. But the guy gets it done, so I'm going to give credit where credit is due. All right. So my question is um, for both of you. Let's let's uh, since I was. Between Keith and I, I was the one who was obviously seeing this coming pandemic locked in our house thing much more clearly. So I'm going to say there's no chance we're playing football 
in public until July. So let's go July 1, season season starts. Let's say they go, okay, July 1, you guys can get back at it. Sure. Uh, First of all, I want to get an over-under from everyone else on July 1. Neil, Connor? I'll go with July 1. You're going you're gonna to push. I'll play the push. That's what Vegas wants. <laughs> it's not my job to provide over-unders. My job is to be ready to play. <laughs> ah, yes. That's why I'm taking this little extended preseason very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So July. Uh, I, I'm going to take the over. In fact, since Dan beat me to this last time, I'm saying we're never playing sports again. <laughs> in recorded history, it's all done. Society is over. Uh, you know, my advice to everyone, uh, buy guns and ammo because the end is nigh. <laughs> my question was, yeah, my question was, do I buy guns or just light it all on fire? Um, hope for the, in your case, Dan, just hope for the asteroid. Hope for the <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> you burn that painting behind you first and then we move on. Dude. As my mother-in-law painted that. No one can see this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it looks Wait, like a oil. lovely painting. It's amazing. Is that oil? Neil, do you have a dead yeah. animal on your wall? Is that what's behind you? <laughs> That's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas lights. Okay, back to this. Are you living in Dan's freshman dorm room? What's going on here? <laughs> no, I don't have the bunk beds currently. <laughs> there were bunk beds, strobe lights, tie-dyes. Lava lamp? And that pair of headphones? <laughs> oh, that, and these headphones, <laughs> yes. Did those plug into your record player? We've al- I've already had to tell the story about how I played G-Love and nobody came to my <laughs> hangouts. <laughs> and then so I ordered is, a... How would, you, how would you guys describe the headphones that Dan Fallon has on right now? Archaic. <laughs> I think he's about to yell at a sixth grader playing Call of Duty. And I'm kind of into it, so I don't. I'm all for it. Now, uh, now, are either of you guys video gamers? Do you, you know how are you getting your football fix? Since you know, there's no, there's no nothing on the TV. How are you getting your fix? What are you doing? If you search FIFA on YouTube uh, today, I watched a recap of the entire 2018 World Cup. Um. Wasn't satisfying at all. <laughs> in regard, um, it was a great one. Watching though. Tiger King on Netflix, uh, Love Is Blind, just flying through the shit. Have you stuff. have you started watching the English game yet? Which is about it's, ter- it's terrible. The the trailer looks okay, but it leads me to believe it's either pretty good or garbage bin. I didn't want to it's, say this on our group text because somebody somebody was seeing yeah, enjoy the first episode i think they said they made it made them cry <laughs> i think because they just wanted to see football. you know that same person <laughs> listens to our podcast uh, well so, you know, you know. i'd rather they find out this way i'm kind of a <laughs> i'm a pacifist um no you're you're uh, you're passive aggressive it was terrible it was all the worst parts about downton abbey uh and no. then it was just it was terrible sorry i gotta say it i watched well, downton abbey that's what i that's how i got my uh my my fix in and like, I, mean, I watched down abbey i didn't hate down abbey but it was just, it was uh you could see every plot line just like i was like oh i bet i know what's gonna happen next yep that happened that happened yeah 
What about you, Connor? What are you, where are you getting your football from? <laughs> you got to take what it's getting, right? So if we're going to have extended preseason here and there's nothing, no sports going on, take the time. Do something else. Let the mind relax. What, what have you been doing with yourself? You, have you just been sitting in your chair? Have you been napping? I've been doing some napping, doing some reading. Yeah, what, what are you reading right now? Captain, what is Connor's Captain book club? Buddha. I think we have a new nickname for him. Yeah, Captain Buddha. <laughs> um, the Devil in the White City. I've never gotten around to it. I've had it for a couple of years. So Great book. Um, working through that. Uh, I worked through 10 HBR articles on management, self-management. So we're, just, <laughs> we're, we're looking inwards during this time. I'm not football. <laughs> football will take care of itself when it's time to take care of football. Tinger. Dan, I was going to suggest that we do a recap of the 1990 World Cup. I think that would really bring us bring us listeners. Can you do only the hairstyles? I've got three points. Commercials, Roger Miller's dance, English hooligans. Uh, also, the fact that there were like three goals scored that entire tournament. <laughs> and all, of, that them opening scored, all match, of them were scored while they were on commercial. <laughs> Although that opening match between uh, the the tackle on Claudio Canigia by the Cameroonian player, and I forget who it was, go back and Google it. It's one of the all-time great ta- tackles. Goal scored by, oh. I think that was Oman Biak, who scored it, in the uh, opener, by the way. Was it Al-Haji Duf? No, no, <laughs> no, no. But one of the all-time, Google that, go onto the YouTube machine and pull up the clip of that, because the guy gets a straight red card. Were these two card. even alive in 1990? Easy. I don't know. Easy. It's three years old. We're already playing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Dan, anything else you want to ask these? these yeah, guys? I still want to know. July 1, season starts. It's got to be truncated. What's your solution? It has to be truncated. Well, I mean, let's assume that we got to be done by, like, early December. How do you – what would be your solution to kind of getting this all in and – having a proper season that might not be exactly what we were thinking, like a 28 game playoffs, blah, 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 blah. Or maybe there is, but how would you, if you were in charge, what would you do? I hope I agree with what you're about to say. What's that? I hope I agree with what you're about to say. Yeah. Single table, no playoffs. Winner takes all. Home and away, every team, single table. Once at home, once away. This is, I, I agree with this. Dan, you agree with this. This is the greatest podcast we've ever done. I'm excited right now. We have solved American soccer. Or you go with the classic Nassau version, buy the season in half. Ooh, ooh. First half champion, second season champion, final. The CPL's doing it. If, if, you're, if you're condensing the season, do you want to, you know, do you want to put it? I like the, I also like that you guys have to play like it's the championship and it's every week, Saturday, Wednesday, yeah. Saturday, Wednesday. And if you can't get it done in a late November match at Bree Stevens in the snowfall, boom. This is, all this is what the extended preseason is for, to get the body ready for that. I'm, I'm on board with that. You know, I think it would be fun to turn turn USL League Three into the championship in England, and we're shoveling the field at halftime in December at, at Bree Stevens. Dan has shoveled already. He, look at those arms; uh, he's ready to go. 
Um, I think this is, this is the way it's going. Remember that uh, I shoveled the field on Saturday and resigned on Monday. <laughs> really not good in your, <laughs> in your labor planning. You, you, you could have used Connor as your one-man union. <laughs> one-man union organizer. The leader of, Connor, of the Dan Valley Employment Union is not Connor wasn't there. Neil, Neil was there. Connor wasn't there. Neil, Connor. Yeah, I was shoveling too. I know you and that that big giant goalkeeper who plays for Birmingham now and uh Adi V. Yeah. And the and the uh the uh very good looking uh Scandinavian fellow who played in the Champions League. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good <laughs> good time to cut it when they're trying to shovel. Only somebody can take it. <laughs> Uh, it was really the shoveling that held back the Scandinavian guy, wasn't it? You know, owes us for the shoveling is Nizzy. True. It helped him. Nizzy. We don't shovel that field. Nizzy doesn't make it. He might not have the locker in the middle of the locker room. His whole life changed. Uh, Neil, we can't dive into Madison (laughs) with you because you know, you're, you're social distancing. Right. Unless you're is, one of those is, people who's going out. Nope, not one of those people. Is there is there a home cocktail that you have been preparing that preparing? you're recommending? I mean, the thing is, you don't want to I buy just wanna, too many. I just want to note that uh, Neil, Neil did the Dikimbe finger. No, 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 no. All he needs is two different ingredients, and he's flying over there. Tell me what that is. Orange juice, because you're putting a little vitamin C in the body. True. Berries. You know, I've been switching it up a little lately. Add a little pineapple juice to the orange juice and just get a little mixer in there. And a little nice. soda water. You're classy, huh? Sailor Jerry's goes far. <laughs> so you're doing, you're doing pineapple juice, orange juice, and rum with a little soda water? Yeah, sometimes soda, sometimes not. I, I tend to stay away from it. I just made a little uh, grapefruit mezcal mixer. That was nice. But uh, all in all, kind of been staying off it. Congratulations. Like, uh, so basically, <laughs> I, Dan, we haven't brought this up, and this may be the point where you can complain. I brought this on us. We discussed that is this, correct. right? Yeah, you, you, you uh, decided to do your, your dry month. Um, and you, you opened up the lizard portal, uh, <laughs> and, and we're now the in last, a bad the, universe. The last out drop of alcohol at your tongue. And then whoosh, the lizard portal flew open. Um, and, uh, this, this virus came barreling out of it. The market tanked, uh, Liverpool started losing. Liverpool started losing matches. Um, Forward Madison didn't play any matches. Um, it's been pretty bleak. Uh, and I think you allowed it to go on for too long. And, uh, and um, you know, you got the ball Vinny there tonight, but I blame you mostly. I, I, I accept that. Now, uh, Dan, this is the point of the show where I say, do you have anything to add? And you say no, but yes. And so I'm giving you this time. Remember, you're on thin ice because last time it was a really shitty hot take that you came through with. So I'm just saying you got to bring the fire this week. And so, clearly you haven't prepared. Um, well, maybe. I mean, maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. I mean, I, I, there's, just a, there's a quote, I think, that I'd like to read because I did write it down. 
to be prepared. Um, I believe <laughs> is already rubbing his eyes. I said, uh, I believe it was Ayn Rand who said, give me bottomless mimosas at brunch, followed by a Manny Petty, or give me and two to four percent of the population death. So stay in, people. Stop fucking going out. Tired of all these, oh, the government, stay inside, assholes. We're never going to get to watch football again. Oh, liberty, snakes, fuck you. Stay inside. This is bold. Bold from Dan Fallon. Here's fuck, what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. Go out. Die. We need to call the herd. <laughs> <laughs> but if only we could control it to the people that read Ayn Rand. Well, yeah, well, well we, we, we take, we take the, the people that were on spring break and we, we just marshal them into an island and let them, you know, die. In defense, you know? in, in defense of the idiots in Florida, I saw on Facebook today, someone said there were 30 plus people playing touch football at UW's band soccer f- or band practice field with adults present. That is in Madison, Wisconsin today. March. If you need to get your athletics fixed, if you need to get your athletic fix, you should behave like Dan Fallon and go to the park by yourself and trip over the soccer ball. <laughs> that is a true story. Social distancing and yet half the neighborhood still saw it because the that park, from, like everybody can see that park. The guy whose house is in the park, I literally stepped on the ball straight up in the air on my back, look over and he goes, Hey man, I've tripped doing way less. <laughs> oh Dan. Uh, and any last words take from a shot and launch the soccer ball about three blocks down the street. <laughs> any last words from our non epidemiologist colleagues, Neil and Connor? Connor. Maybe we'll get we'll get through this. Keep plugging away. I'd like to Captain Buddha. I'd like to echo what Dan said, but with um, a little less angst and less <laughs> words. While I actually love what he said, stay inside because it's for the greater good of everyone. Because I would love to coach some football. I'd like to see the boys play some football, and I'd like to know that these fans can get to the game. It's pretty simple. You know, I had previously planned this and timed this so that I could get, get drunk on that Marquette trip, and then the coronavirus comes through and wipes it all out. You could still go on that Marquette trip. Uh, theoretically. Theoretically. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go on a Mar- Marquette bus trip in my mind. I'll just get, <laughs> drink the, the high lifes that I've been saving for coming off of, off of this uh, and then put a big trash bag up in my living room and, and drink under that while, watch it, while singing to myself. I you think that would work quite well. You need like one of those parachutes from when we were kids. When you like, oh, exactly. You lift that up, like, slam a 40, and then it comes down and, and we're in great shape. Uh, On that note, I say until next time, (laughs) forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Call a flamingo.
I'm well oiled. And I'm a machine, so let's do it. 